Thanks for tuning in to Start With Scripture, a Hesed Heart podcast. I'm your host, Audrey Grove, here to bring you scripture reading and application that can fit into your morning routine and your busy schedule. Learn more at hesedheart.com. Good morning, my friends. It's another beautiful day, and we are finishing up kind of this deep dive that Paul takes into the end times, into the future, into what's coming and what we can expect. And we just want to remember the purpose, the point, right? And yesterday we saw that Paul said that Christ was going to win. And I just saw a sticker. Actually, it's one of the ones I sell that says, spoiler, God wins. And isn't that the truth? We already know the end. And so the details in the middle, they're almost just filler. (laughs) Not to say they're not important, right? But we don't want to get stuck on them when we already know the point. We already know the purpose. So let's dive in to kind of wrap up this real deep dive into this where Paul is addressing that false belief that the day of the Lord has already come. And he's saying no, because this is what still has to happen. So let's dive in. We're in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 9, and I'm reading from the ESV. The coming of the lawless one is by the activity of Satan, with all power and false signs and wonders, and with all wicked deception for those who are perishing, because they refused to love the truth and so be saved. A lot here, right? Like we said, the lawless one, this antichrist, as many people call him, that is from the activity of Satan, the activity of the devil, the activity of evil. And this is one big powerful punch that Satan's trying to throw at the world, at people, especially at believers. And ultimately, he's trying to throw that punch at God. But again, we know who wins. But we see it is by his activity. And it says that the lawless one will be coming with all power and false signs and wonders. And the thing is that when you're seeing wonders, when you're seeing signs, you don't necessarily know they're false. It's going to seem shiny. It's going to seem exciting. It's going to seem powerful. And dare I say, it's probably going to seem valid with all of these false signs. But we have to know That just because it may look good doesn't mean it is good. And I think that's a principle that we can apply to a lot of different things in our lives. Some things may look good, they may feel good, they may seem good, but that doesn't mean it is good or that it's aligning with God's will for your life. So keep that in mind because the lawless one, he is coming with all power and false signs and wonders and with all wicked deception. If he came out and showed the rotten underbelly, the evil intent, it wouldn't be deception, would it? (laughs) If a magician just showed you how it was done, that's not a magic trick anymore. You need to be deceived, thinking one thing when another is true. And that is what the Antichrist, this lawless one, is coming to do, to deceive to distract, I would dare say. And it says he's coming with all of that (laughs) for those who are perishing. Remember, we all deserve judgment because each and every one of us has sinned. 
And in that, we do fall short. And there's no way to earn our way back. And so that group of perishing would be every single person except for Christ. Christ came, right? If it weren't for Christ, it would be every single human person. But Christ came to pay the way back, to pay the way out of perishing. And it goes on, for those who are perishing, because they refused to love the truth and so be saved. And what is the truth? The truth is Jesus. They refused to love the Lord. To love the truth that they can't be saved on their own, that they need a Savior, that they need Christ. It's not that they're perishing because they weren't good enough. If that were the case, we'd all be perishing. And it's not that they didn't believe enough, but it's that they flat out refused, it says. They refused to love the truth and so be saved. Even when it comes to faith, to believing, it's not something we can be good enough at. That we can believe strong enough because if that was the case, again, it would be on our own works and we'd all wind up perishing. If we had to have enough faith, big enough faith, it wouldn't be enough. We see in Ephesians 2 that faith is a gift from God. But this here shows us that although we don't have the power to make the faith, (laughs) we have the power and the free will to refuse that faith, to refuse the truth, and to refuse salvation. And I'm not saying that a lot of people out there are actively thinking, oh, I refuse Jesus. You know, I don't want that. I don't want the truth. I don't want salvation. There are some people out there who are actively thinking that, but not everyone. And yet it's happening. And it's something for us to be aware of, that even though we can't muster it ourselves and it doesn't make a lot of sense because we think that if we can refuse it, we can like reach out and accept it good enough, right? But it's never, it's never something we do good enough. It's just given. It's bestowed to us. And we have the option to refuse it, to say no. And those are the ones who are perishing. It has nothing about how good or bad you are. It has everything to do with Jesus. With all wicked deception for those who are perishing because they refused to love the truth and so be saved. Therefore, God sends them a strong delusion so that they may believe what is false, in order that all may be condemned who did not believe the truth and had pleasure in unrighteousness. And I don't, I don't really get this, my friends. I don't fully understand why this is the case, that God sends a delusion on them, but I know God. <laughs> and we can come back to this every time there's a problem with scripture and skeptics are going to have a problem with that. But, but the truth is that as believers, we don't need every answer because we know the one who holds all the answers. I don't understand why God sends this delusion, but he does. And I trust him. But it says that he does. He sends them a strong delusion so that they may believe what is false. And we know something that's false that they've been talking about is this lawless one, is the Antichrist. So we know that when that day comes, when he's coming in deception, when he's coming with all these signs and wonders and he looks good, 
that people are going to follow this person. Man or woman, they will be following. And they will be believing because this person will be putting themselves in the place of God. But remember, it all comes back to Jesus. (laughs) Those who are perishing, they just refused the truth. But when you know the truth, you will be saved. That is a promise. That is something you can look forward to even when you don't have every answer, even when the details don't all fit together in a way that makes sense. You can trust the Lord. You can trust his coming and you can trust your salvation through faith in him because it's not about how hard you have worked. It is about Christ dying on the cross for you. So cling to that truth. Let it take the weight off of you, the weight of needing all the answers, the weight of needing to to feel like you're doing enough because Christ is enough and he knows it all. So I'll see you tomorrow morning.